to it and then skirt around it. They want to just go and deal with it and be free. Why is that? I know why, but why is that, Mary? And then just don't want to admit that it could be something that they did wrong, so they got to fish around and look for other reasons. I had to push my girlfriend out the window yesterday. <laughs> because she wouldn't be honest and she was looking out the window and I'm like, tell the truth. You'll be free. And she'll go right there and go around it. And so I just pushed it out the window. I think she did. <laughs> she did. Because I didn't go out there looking for her. <laughs> I just heard a loud scream. <laughs> I'm like, she did. But why is that? I mean, I know why. But why is it? No, I agree with Mary. I think it's um, it takes a lot for us to acknowledge what we're doing, what we're doing wrong. Um, and, and so, what be happening in the mind? And were you trying? To- What you guys doing? Okay, hold that thought. Good morning. Welcome to church. Thank you for being with me. I do appreciate it. James is going to get to your questions on our chat line today. Uh, So go to our web, our, uh, what is it? YouTube. Oh, our YouTube channel, chat line. All right, and we'll get to them. How y'all doing again? Nice. Uh, And so, we had an amazing women's forum on Thursday night. Really, really good. The ladies showed up. But I realized it's really hard for women to, to just be honest about themselves. Now, they can tell you about everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and you were saying the reason for that is what? That it's so hard for women. So, first of all, it's hard for us to realize our faults. Um, and then um, when we don't do that, we start looking for reasons for our behavior. So for me, um, I didn't want to reach out to my dad for a long time because he wasn't there for me because he didn't do this and that, right? But understanding, you know, that we're all in the fallen state and just forgiving, yeah. now I have this, the courage to go in and, and look for him even though um, for the longest I thought he's the one that's supposed to be looking for me. I don't know if that makes sense. But... Um, you just thought recognize- he should be looking for you? Yeah, that's what I thought. Why? Because uh-huh. he's my dad. Because he's my dad and I'm his daughter. Uh-huh. He, he should be looking for his kids. That's what I thought, right? But um, everyone's different and, you know, yeah. Like fighting for me, I guess you could say. Oh, you thought he should fight for you? Yeah, that's what I thought. Even as an adult? Um... Growing up, for sure, as a kid. I don't know about an adult anymore, but um, growing up, definitely. But once you became an adult, did you think he should look for you? No, it didn't bother me as much. Because I felt like I needed him when I was young, just growing up. And just being an adult, I was making my own decisions. But I'll tell you this, um, 
I did blame my decisions for him not being around when I was in a fallen state. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, um, and uh, we had an amazing Thursday night meeting, so we can't tell you what happened. But, and these ladies that show up, they're showing up because they really want to be free. They want to be born again. They want to do what's right. And then I noticed that with some of them, it was still just hard. I'm like, what is it? Tell the truth. What is it? And I can tell they, a couple of them were like, going all around the issue. I'm like, no, that's not it. What is it? And they were still, uh, uh. <laughs> Tell the truth. What is it? It's not that, is it? Well, no. And then, <laughs> well, what is it? And they still won't go to it. And then we, I had to finally make them go to it. I'm like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, well, what the? <laughs> Y'all got to be honest in order to be free, really, even if you don't want to tell the world. And I don't blame you for that, but at least you got to be honest about what's really wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? That's how you will go free. But it's hard for the women. No wonder men die first. <laughs> <laughs> the women kill them. Anyway, anybody have any questions about anything or comments or anything? Everybody doing? For, oh, good. I about to say we can go home. Let's take an offering. Okay. Uh, this is kind of random, but I, I um, I want to know what what do you think about the idea that demons exist on Earth? Is that real? Is yeah. That, is that a real thing? Totally real. Can you elaborate? They exist on earth and in people. Because Satan owned the earth, and uh, um, they are out there working for him. And what exactly are they? you born again, and you can kind of tell when you, sometimes when you run into them and deal with it. Are, are they more like a, like a spirit that yeah. inhabits? Yeah. But they're living in other people, of course. Sometimes I guess they flying around out there by themselves, but they're definitely living in other people, alive and well. Is that different than, um, say, like, like anger being an evil spirit? No. It's the same. Anger is a spirit as well. Yeah. And it makes a home of your innocence. It's an evil spirit. And so is anger, would you say anger is, is a demon as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why it's able to make you do what you don't want to do. Because it's a demon. It's a spirit. Gotcha. Everything is spiritual. Everything we do, we just live in a body, but everything is spiritual. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's why you must be born again, because if you're not born again, you won't see it. You'll know that the person is mean or evil, but you'll just think, oh, that's just a person. You don't realize they've really been driven by a spirit. They can't help it. I see. Now, what does it mean to be possessed by a demon? What? Now, what does it mean to be possessed by a demon? Meaning that they are in control of your life. They are made a home in you, and they control you. So they control like 100%? Yes. And when you are born again, God would take that out and, and bring forth his spirit, and then you're controlled by that. Got you. Uh, one last question. Um, 
do demons only exist in the body of others, or can they exist in other things? Like animals and things? Animals, objects. Yeah, they can like exist that. in animals. Really? But I don't know if they're just out there flying out by themselves like that. Mm-hmm. They have to make a home in something or someone. Gotcha. Have you ever ate a pig? I don't eat meat, no. Oh, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> I believe they can exist in animals too. Okay. But uh, definite people. H- how can you tell if it, if it exists in an animal? You have to be aware enough to see it. Okay. And that's why when you're with God, you walk by the light, you're able to see the darkness in others. Mm. You could sense it. Yeah. Gotcha. Amazing. Thank you. Um, how do you feel about another shutdown in the country right now? What are you thinking about all this that's happening? How do I feel about it? Um, I mean, probably the same as most people. I think it's pointless. I think it's all part of an obvious agenda. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's good for anyone. Um, so are you going to celebrate Thanksgiving? Yeah, absolutely. And will you celebrate with your family outside the house and you'll be inside? We'll be inside. And Everybody's going to be in there together? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Just as we have always. You know how the governor said <laughs> they want they want you to, what do they call that? We have to stand apart from each other? Social distance. Yeah, in your own house. It's ridiculous. I'm like, what the? Suppose you only have one room. <laughs> you know, they have to stand outside and look through the window. <laughs> So you're not concerned or afraid of what's going on right now? No, never. Uh, nice. Mm. Okay. The only thing I'm concerned about is my salvation, really. That's all that matters. You know what? My salvation Yeah. At the end of the day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes, sir. Um, you know how he was talking about being possessed? I agree that it, it's not only anger... It can be someone that's, like, frazzled, you know what I mean? Just a mess. Because I do deliveries for Postmates, and while I'm waiting for some orders, I saw a lady that walked into a restaurant. She had a mask. She had the gloves. She had hand sanitizer. She had hand sanitizing wipes. She orders her food, and she's just frazzled out, man, just a spaz. Well, that's due to judgment, though. That's due to anger. Yeah, you and know all this other stuff will overtake. It, it's a spirit in them. Yeah, and she she orders her food. She wipes down the table. She wipes away a, one of those pads, and then she puts it on her shoulders. And she's sitting on the table like this, with wipes on her shoulders. And I'm like, that's that to me is possessed because she's just yeah. lost. Yeah, and it's yeah. the same with other people out there. You know, me and my girlfriend, we go hiking up in the mountains. People with masks on. They see us coming up. They put their mask on. Like it, it's, it's, um, that's how you can tell when someone is possessed. Yeah. They're not in full control. You can tell when they're uh, possessed by when you're driving by them and the windows are up and they're in the car by themselves and they have a mask on. I'm like, that's possession. <laughs> Demon. Yeah, it's crazy. This is, uh, should be a wake-up call for everybody, though, because if anything, it should let you see that the world is evil and it's split down the middle now. And if you have any fear at all, you will be controlled. You absolutely will be controlled. But if you don't have fear, 
You're just watching the world go crazy, and it has nothing to do with you. So you've got to overcome that anger. Yes, sir. Um, I had a, a question related to, like, women. Um, related to what? Women. Amazing. Yeah, so... <laughs> so I watch your radio show a lot, and um, it seems like every time that you're talking to somebody, you're all, you can always see how the woman is angry or possessed or whatever it is. And it seems like, I guess my question is, how do you know when you found a woman that is like would be a good would be a good wife? You know what I mean? Because it seems like they all have that spirit of anger. Um, Will you seek first the kingdom of God in His right way? He will add one unto you. But if you go look online and order one, or anybody order a lady online this week? (laughs) When you order one by UPS and all that, you're not going to be able to tell. Unless you don't don't have sexual with, you know, get involved, but just get to know her, you be yourself, you yourself, and you will see when it's time. So you would know. I'll, I'll just, I'll just. There's yeah. not, there's nothing you can tell me. I would just have to know. No, you would know. Okay. Yeah, right. because a lot of them will fool you. They act the way they think you want them to be, and then as soon as you marry them, all hell will come out. Yeah. But if you're aware, you'll be able to see. Okay. Especially if you're yourself. If you're not putting on, putting on a pretense, mm-hmm. you'll be able to see. Okay. Are you dating? No, uh, no. I got out of a uh, like five year relationship. Like last year, but then it kind of lingered for a little bit this year. So like, uh, I'm just trying to be alone right now. But oh, were you living with her? Yeah. You were living with her. Yeah. Did you move into her place? No, we moved from Boston here together. Oh, you brought her here and moved in with her. Yeah. What? The? But I mean, we moved in together. She, I didn't move in with her. It was like fifty-fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, you would know. Yeah. Especially if you don't have sex with her. Okay. Until marriage. Right. All right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. So don't look for one now. Do not go on YouTube. <laughs> and lady, don't go on YouTube looking for a man. All right? But lady, you love YouTube or, or Google or somebody. <laughs> don't do it. God will take care of you. He really will. Yes, sir. Have you ever wo- ordered a woman online? I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) That means yes. (laughs) So my question is, is I'm a single dad uh, with full custody of my 10-year-old daughter. Nice. And how can... What, the mother died? No, sir. She She's a good woman, and I love her sincerely. And she gave me custody of my daughter because she saw that I was able to provide and do more for her and guide her better. Yeah. So she didn't fight. It was no argument. She's coming down for Thanksgiving with us from Oregon. And she's going to come stay with us, and I'm going to facilitate an awesome visitation between them. And Good, there's no man. hard feelings, no resentments at all. I love that. You right know? on. So, but my question is, as a dad, especially a young dad, um, what recommendations do you have for me to help guide my daughter so she can be righteous and successful um, before be she has right, to? You be right and do right, and the Spirit of God working through you will guide her. We can't make it happen. We just have to be right and do the right. And that spirit of, of God will guide her because it's perfect love. And she will stay connected to you. She would respect you. She wouldn't want to go out and do things that would hurt you. And even when she's out in the street somewhere, she would not do wrong because she would think of you as you think of Christ. 
So you just be right and do right, and you will see how to guide her, when to correct her, when not to. Everything will happen perfectly. But if you're in darkness, it will not. Thank you. Is this your first time? It is. I watched your YouTube last night, and then the Holy Spirit just came across me, and I had to be here today. So we drove in from Orange County to right come on, attend man. service fun. Nice. You. What's your first name? My first name is Theron. Aaron? Theron. T-H. Oh, yes, sir. Any other questions for me? I got a lot, but I think there's some more people in the room. No, <laughs> don't care about them. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, for me, no. it's it's right you, now it's a scary time in the world, you know, and uh, I'm trying to live without fear as I know I should and give it all to Christ, right. you know, because I know with Christ, it'll be possible to make it through. But how can I find a more peaceful way of calming myself down through these? By doubting every thought about because you see things happening and the thoughts are talking to you like, wow, it's over. They're going to blow the world up. Just don't believe it. So Every just, thought about what is happening is a lie. And you'll be able to see what's going on. I appreciate that. Yeah, but doubt every thought about it. Every thought. Yeah, we'll every do. thought. Okay. Because Are you convinced yet that every thought is a lie? I can't wholeheartedly say yes. You know, because some of my own thoughts, they feel so real in my head, you know. And yeah. it's, it's hard to deny them out of survival, you know, just because where I've come from my whole life. So, yeah. You know, sometimes I have, that's where Christ has come in so greatly in my life. You know, I hit my knees and I pray and I reflect and I meditate on it with him. But I can't honestly say to you, yes, I doubt everything yet at my, this point in my life. So you believe that there is sometimes true thoughts? I believe there, there's righteous thoughts. You know, righteous when I, thoughts? Yeah, when I start thinking, thought. you know, like bringing my daughter here, you know, so she can hear the word of God, you know, so she can be a part of God. You know, that's a righteous thought to move me to get off of my butt from Orange County to come here, you know, is a righteous thought. But then I have. But you didn't have to think on that when you heard, you realized you wanted to go. Yeah, it's I, like I you guess. Have to think on, right? I mean, is that I, right? No, you're right. Now that yeah. we're, we're chewing this up and we're actually getting down to the root, it wasn't a thought. It was right. a feeling. It was an instantaneous yeah. feeling. When I saw you on YouTube last night, because I worked with a friend of mine yesterday, and he started talking about this church, and he sent me a link. And literally, as soon as I was watching you from last week's service, I instantly got a feeling. It wasn't even a thought. And right. that moved me to be here today. So, yes, you're right. That wasn't a thought. That was a feeling. Are you doing the silent prayer, that video? Uh, I don't. You don't know about it? No, I just watched last week's service. And so, I last just, week was the first time you heard of us at all? Last night. Oh, last night was the first time? Last night. Wow. And I, <laughs> That's amazing. So... You're like, hallelujah, I'm going to I was. <laughs> I was like, I need to be a part of this. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, here's what I suggest is that on my YouTube channel, I have a silent prayer dot video. And what I, I suggest you use that, do that uh, night and day for a week. And let me know what you think. I will. But you still could do your hooping and hollering, go out all on your knees. You know what I mean? <laughs> do all that first. And then calm down, do the silent prayer, be still and know God. And he's going to bring you out of those thoughts. He okay. said to bring every thought into captivity and that his voice is a uh, voiceless voice. So he'll bring you out of those, the darkness of your imagination. And you will see that every thought is a lie. And you're going to believe it off and on because you've been living in there so long. But eventually you will see that every thought is a lie and you will forget that you used to live in your thoughts. In those thoughts. I but can't no wait to get thing. to that point. Honestly. 
Yeah. So do the silent prayer, right? I will. And I'll see you next sat- Sunday and let you know how it went. That's right. Amazing, man. Did you go and forgive your mother yet? Oh, no. You just heard about me last night, right? Just last night. <laughs> you should have called her up. Mom, I'm sorry for hating you. Uh, my mom had to just recently move in with me. Oh, move her out recently. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get rid of her right away. Why would you let her move in? Because she needed help, and my dad's not around, and my mom, you know, she's not independent. And so when she's what? She's not independent. After her, my grandfather passed away, she she doesn't have the resources to take care of herself. So and that's not your fault. No, but she's still my mother, and I still love her. You I know, know she but brought love me her outside her. the house. <laughs> I mean, sir, honestly, if I could, I would. And I hopefully, know. in this next year that she, we sign this lease together, you know, that she'll be able to become more independent. But I can't watch my own mom become homeless. And you, just, you signed a lease with her? Yes, sir. Oh, man, you stuck. I am. <laughs> she, she was stuck with me for 18 years, and I was a knucklehead, that's for sure. I think, I, I just feel like I should be there for my mom sometimes, or actually Where's, all the time. I love her. Can she get a job wherever she came from? She's a yoga instructor. A yoga instructor? Tell her to get a real job and get her own place. I've been trying. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't, she's going to destroy your child and rule over you. And you're going to become a mama's boy. I, no. No, I can't do that. I don't want that. Honestly. I know you don't and, want that. And what you just said is if, if I could take you back to my house just 48 hours ago in the conversation I had to ha- try to have with my mother about the inappropriateness that's happening in my home now with certain videos and TVs and movies. With I, her. Uh, with her around my daughter, yeah, you would see exactly what you just said is exactly what's occurring right now. I know, you know? I, I know, mamas. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, w- I know my flower, but I know mama. <laughs> you got to move her out, man. That was a big mistake, and it's not your fault that she doesn't. She has. She could go live with her yoga friends. <laughs> she could live at a yoga retreat place. She could stay with her parents or somebody. Oh, no, they both passed away this last uh, July. Well, like, she, does she have brothers and sisters? They, they, it's a very toxic family. But she's toxic. <clears throat> she is. And I can't, I'm not going to argue that one time. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm working through a lot on my fourth step. You know, and a lot of my resentments and a lot of my pains are coming from my childhood yeah. when I was raised by her, you know. Yeah. So, you know, her alcoholism, the drugs, the abuse in my house. And you still let her move in? Do you smoke pot? No, I'm completely 110% sober. She's going to you smoking pot. (laughs) By the time it's over. (laughs) What the? (laughs) Man. I just Uh, felt in the the moment, you know, I I didn't want to see my mom go where I had to go when I was a teenager. And that was the streets, you know. But why you didn't want to see her go there? Because I love her. I know. If you love her, though, you'll let her go there. Maybe she'll wake up and return to God. You, but by getting in the way, you're stopping her suffering. I can see that. Because what the Holy Spirit only puts us through trials and tribulations to make us rely on God more. And by protecting her from those trials and tribulations, I can see how I'm preventing her from yeah. actually developing a relationship you with God. You Satan move into your home. What the... <laughs> If you knew my mom, you were not off point, bro. <laughs> no, no, you are dead fucking off. I mean, dead on. Oh. Millennial. 
Man. Excuse my language. No, I, I hear it all the time. Um, where does she come from? Does she live in L.A.? I mean, in California, or does she come from somewhere else? No, uh, me and my daughter came from Washington, and she's been down here. So oh, she was already down here? Yeah, she's been living with her dad for the last 16 years now. So. And where's her dad now? Uh, passed away. Oh, he died? Yes, sir. What, why didn't she stay in the place after he died? Because her and her siblings sold it for the money. Well, why don't you take that money and get a place? That's what she did with me. <laughs> oh, in man. the moment, you know, you I... You want me to call her and tell her she got to go? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Maybe you can come over for dinner one night. <laughs> yeah, I will. And when I'm done with her, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> But you got to keep away from your daughter because she'll turn your daughter against you. I can see that. Yeah. And I've been seeing it this last week. I took my daughter out for a real nice trip uh, on Friday. We went out, hung out, and some of the conversations we were talking about, it was very inappropriate. You know, especially for me, you know, I Did don't want... Did you tell her that? Did you tell your mother that? Oh, I tried. And then my mother became very defensive, and I had a reminder of the people she raised, you know, me and my sister, and how we ended up being for all these years. And it's like, that's what your product of parenting produced for the yeah. world. And that's it's right. taken me years to correct all yeah. that behavior of mine. Um, when did she move in? We just picked up the keys together on two months ago. Man, if you had heard me two months ago, you wouldn't let it happen. But here's what I recommend. Uh, while she's there, um, uh, just say I'm sorry for hating you so that you can overcome her. Because, you know, God said we must be born again. Yes. And it means that we're born of the mothers, which are the flesh. Then we have to be born of the spirit. And so when you forgive her, don't apologize for anything you've done because she recreated you in her image. You became like your mother. You become like what you hate. So you have her spirit inside of you, and that was making you do all the things you have done. And But just when you forgive her by saying, I'm sorry for hating you, I realize you could not help yourself, God will forgive you and take her spirit away from you and give you back yourself. And, so, and then she might leave once you tell her, I'm sorry for hating you for being so mean. But forgive her so God can forgive you, then you can deal with her perfectly. I'll do that as soon as we get home today. Yeah, and and don't let Satan talk you out of it, because right now you hate her, and you couldn't help it. No, you're right. I do. I I hold a lot of resentment for the way we grew up. Yeah, you know? it was wild. Yeah, I know. And so, forgive her. Don't ask for forgiveness. You're just wrong for hating her, but you couldn't help it as a kid because she, you know, she ruled over you. But you're wrong for hating her. And all who hate judge, and all who judge would never know God. And so forgive her for hating her, I mean, apologize for hating her. And if she say, I'm sorry, fine. And if she doesn't, fine. And then tell her, uh, and then tell her she got to go. <laughs> she cannot stay there, man. She would destroy your granddaughter. She would turn her against you. While you're at work or not paying attention, it will happen. You're, no, these I things mean, do happen already daughter, in two months. So what now? 
in the last two months we've been living together. These are things, everything you are saying has happened. Yeah. It occurs. You know, I have to work 13, 14 hours a day to come up with my money. You know, I'm an electrician for the union. So sometimes I'm gone for hours. And that's the first thing she's talking about is where are you at? Why are you doing this? And as a single father, not receiving any help from my mo- the mother of my child, you know, I have to compensate in a lot of ways yeah. to be able to provide for these homes that I pay for and all these, everything else that comes along with being in society that I have to provide by the standard of society. So yeah. my mother does bring that up. She brings up a lot of negative things in my home, you know, and allows a lot of negative things to be in my home that I'm working really hard to not let be in my home, you know, because I've really, I, that's what happened when you, when you felt sorry for her, you didn't want her on the street. You're not allowed to feel sorry for people. We're not better than anyone. Right. But by, and that's her nature inside of you that makes you feel that way because men don't normally feel that unless they have anger. And any man that has anger is a woman. And so you felt sorry for her. That's how she was able to move into your place. But once you overcome her, you would never feel sorry for anyone again. And that way people can't take advantage of you. And maybe I could just move out <coughs> yeah. and get a different place. That would be easier than trying to push her out. Because, well, then move out. Yes. Yeah, get out of there before it's too late. I completely hear what you're saying. Yeah. And thank you for opening my eyes to this because, you know, I've been playing ignorant to it. And I was living like a woman for a long time with yeah. all this anger and rage. And, you know, I came back home from the military and all these other things. And I was just, I was completely, completely crippled by fear, anger, emotions, everything. And it wasn't until I found Christ that some of these burdens started becoming relieved. Well, once you forgive her, he will forgive you. Human beings don't forgive. You apologize for hating her. She couldn't help it. Somebody, her mother messed her up. Her father wasn't there to protect her. And it's the father's responsibility to protect his children from the mother. But because guys end up with their mothers, they can't handle it. And so you need to move out real fast. I will honestly put that in motion right now. Yeah. Everything you're saying, I'm listening. And, you know. And you, but you have an opportunity to deal with her by standing up to her. I'm sorry for hating you. And I realize, no, you're crazy. You can't help it. But I'm out of here. We're moving. And don't let her near your daughter. Where's your father? Uh, he's gone. I'm sorry? My father's gone. Oh, your father died? No, he's just... Oh, you mean he's gone where? Somewhere in the woods. In the woods? Yeah, he's gone. Like he, he, I, I can show you pictures later that he sent me in the past, and he literally walked into the woods up in Oregon, and he's never come out. Really? Yep. He's still alive. It's been like five years now. And he's still in the woods? He's still in the... Yes, he's still in the woods. Give me a pen, you're the right one. Is, are there a bunch of women in the woods or something? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> What's keeping him in the woods? Uh, it, it, it's crazy. Okay. Uh, you know, my dad's been diagnosed with all these disorders from the drug abuse and all oh. this stuff. And so he's... So he's in the woods smoking pot? No, he's sober. He's just, he, that's where he thinks God wants him to be. He, he's schizophrenic and he thinks oh. he hears God every day and God's telling him to be isolated in this, this little like abandoned trailer by the Red Cross up in Oregon. Oh, so, well leave him in the woods. Oh, I, I do. But just don't hate him. He oh, I can't don't. Help it. No. He hate his mother. He hate all women. He hate his father and that's why he's suffering. Oh, he's suffering bad. And if you don't get rid of your mother, she's gonna have you in the woods. <laughs> no, I don't want the woods. I like the city. <laughs> we got central air. 
so do the silent prayer, and uh, and and you'll see God will bring you out of the, those your thoughts. They're I not will. your own, and they're not from God. But you got to stand up to your mother. And, and I'll start by telling her I forgive her. Yeah, just say I'm sorry for hating you for being so crazy. I can say that. That's easy. Oh, good. <laughs> and then if she overreacts, fine. If she doesn't, fine. God will forgive you, and your life will start to change. That's right. what I want. Right on. Amazing. Any other questions for me? Well, we're passing the microphone now, sir. Right on. <laughs> I'll give you my number after this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I come and make a leave. You got to go, mama. No. <laughs> but you move out. You want 50 bucks for that? <laughs> to what now? Nothing. <laughs> and then I bring my cross. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get like the exorcism of Emily Rose in there. I'm I like, see get it now. Me, say. <laughs> <laughs> Her head might start spinning. That'd be nice. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Um, did you have your hand? Oh, okay. Which I, from this week, right? Oh, okay. Uh, anybody else? I was, um, and then we get to the biblical question and all that. I was uh, thinking of uh, some of you guys who have your own business, uh, like Victoria and Samuel and some of the others. And uh, I was talking to Samuel about his business this week, and I noticed that he's getting really good at his business because he's now learning to do it God's way and not the world's way. Because if you want to start a business, the world make it seem as though it's really hard to do. You got to write a five-year plan. You got to uh, go to the bank and get a loan. You got to whatever, right? And it's just simply wrong. It's not that way at all. If you're willing to just stay one step at a time and to be you, don't try to be like anyone else. Don't act like anyone else. Uh, if someone seems to be going faster than you, wish them well. And you just take your time and do your thing. It'll be amazing how your business will grow. And you will have perfect peace. And you'll look back and, not, and realize, wow, how did this happen? And the other people who are ahead of you, they're tripping out. They're seeing a psychiatrist or counseling on drugs. But you won't have to do that because God will guide you. But if you compare yourself to someone else or try to be like someone else, you're not going to make it. Because you don't want to be like anyone else. You want to be a son or daughter of God and live from him, not from the world. And I want to encourage you, if you do have your own business, just slow down, be yourself, and it'll be amazing what happens. I have to honestly tell you, I know nothing about running a business. I was walking through this building the other day. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I have a business. Where did this come from? And, when I, and I'm like, how do I know how to run a business? I've never gone to school for it. It's just in me to want to do it, though. But I, the secret to running a business is that you meet the need of the business as needed. You know, like, you don't have to know in advance what you need. You just need to know what you need now. And then once that's done, you will see the next thing you need and the next thing and the next thing. You don't have to know ahead. You don't have to have a plan. God will guide you. And that way you can enjoy doing your business. It'll be amazing. But if you listen to the world, they're going to make you think, especially these dumb people with degrees, 
they're going to make you think that it's harder than what it is. It is really not. You're just doing it, having fun with it, be grateful, have a good attitude. No matter what you have to do, have a good attitude about it. And attitude me is everything. And you'll be surprised what happened. And I wanted to ask you, Victoria, how is your business going now? Hold on a minute. Perfect. <clears throat> Just making sure you sanitized it. What's that? The mic. What'd she say? <laughs> what the? <laughs> okay, go ahead. How's your business? I was going to say, it's actually going really well. And it's interesting because, <clears throat> excuse me, I decided to take a different route now. And I started uh, a YouTube channel. And it's very interesting because I was getting really hung up on the views. But everybody that I know that <clears throat> that I communicate with that has a business and a YouTube, they're like, it's not the views. It's who contacts you after they view the video. That's right. It's and one I'm, person right. contacts you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I've already gotten people that have come into my sphere. Because a right. lot of people actually come from you yeah but it was weird i was seeing it in such a, a crazy way and i'm like no it, even if it gets 10 views if all 10 people call me that's a huge payday yeah <laughs> you know that's what i right. mean so and i'm just like one step at a time as long yeah. as you have, you have a roof over your head you have food on the table mm -hmm. there's no rush yes and yeah. now that i'm seeing all of that like I said, what you're saying right now is perfect because I don't have to work that hard in this business. Yeah. And and not to say, like, in a lazy way, but it's like, it's not that hard. You know what I mean? It's, it's one step at, at a time. It's all, folks, to be honest with you. It's really not hard. It's just doing it, having a good attitude. Don't be in competition with anyone. You can, uh, but always do your best, and it's going to turn out well anyway. But don't think, I got, I'm going to compete against the other person. Do not compete. God is great, and your thing will work. It really will. And you won't be stressed out. And then I wanted to just tell you that I am seeing now that being myself in my business and really just in my life is okay. Yeah. And I was so perplexed about that before. And I'm realizing that that's what's bringing everything full circle is that I am actually being comfortable in myself, in my business, and it's all It's okay to be you, really. You're going to love being you. Don't, try to, don't put on a front. Don't, don't try to act all sophisticated. You know, just be you, and it's amazing. Don't try to be like anyone else. Just be you. I love being me. There's nothing like being me. I love being me. Be you, all right? You don't want to be like the cat, the dog, the white folks or the black folks or just be you. And there's nothing like it. All right. Okay, actually, now I have a question for you. Yes. Um, and I feel like I asked you this before, but now I want to. Just FYI, we're going to end at the bottom of this at 1230. So y'all better be trying to talk up. Because <laughs> you don't get saved today. You have to suffer. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... I absolutely love being me. Really. It's amazing. And everybody else tripping, and they're having a hard time, and, and it's because they're trying to be impressed. They're trying to be like somebody else, and 
It's still putting on a front. And it's crazy. That's why you got to overcome the world. Yes. Sorry. You actually just answered my question because I have lately, I've been um, having conversations with people, whether they're friends, whoever, where they're telling me that what I'm doing or how I look or whatever is, they're making like little kind of side jokes about it. But yes. I'm like, wait a minute. You're actually trying to tell me something, but you're being funny about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Beta. Right. <laughs> and then I'm realizing it's not me. It's about the deficiency in that person. Yeah, like it's, absolutely. it's a weakness they have. That's right. You know what I mean? Like if they're talking about my looks, I know that that person's worried about theirs. Themselves. That's and they right. want me to give in. And I'm like, no. Once you become <laughs> you, you're going to care less about what anyone else say about you, think about you, what they take away from you, the lies, or if they're nice to you. It'll be, it's amazing to live that way. And, and you won't hate anyone. You won't gossip about them. You won't hear gossip about them because you're you and you understand. It's interesting how God brings us back to ourselves before we were traumatized. That's what he's doing. He'll bring you back to yourself, and you will grow from that. And in that, all that you need to know, all that you want is there. It's mind-blowing. Sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. I was talking to someone who lived way over yonder, way over there. You don't know him, so don't try to figure this out. And they told me, was, it's a woman, and she told me, oh, Jesse, I, my husband and I divorced, getting a divorce. I'm like, I knew it. But she doesn't want anyone to know. She said, don't tell anyone. I said, I'm not going to tell anyone, but I knew it was going to work. And, and she said, I knew you would say that. And the reason for that, because I told them not to do it. In, counsel, in marriage counseling, I said, this is not going to work. Give it another year, no sex, then you'll see. But no, they had to go do it. Now they're divorced. It didn't last for a minute. I'm like, what the? But you got to stay away from sex. You got to overcome your mothers and return to the father. And you will, God will guide you just like Satan is guiding you in the wrong way. He won't let you see. God will guide you so that you can see. He really will. It's amazing how he'll take care of you. All right? So don't be in a rush. Take your time. Let the world go nuts. You take your time. It'll be fine. But you must be born again. You must be born again. Um, I saw here, here first and then you. I wanted to add a, a comment on to the, like, we're, we're on the topic of business. And with my business, I realized that all I really got to focus on is just doing my best yeah. and doing a great job. Um, what really matters, in, as I'm, and I'm realizing So this that, is Sammy, uh, the Mexican car wash boy. Yeah. <laughs> so we have two boys, Sammy, the Mexican car wash boy, and uh, Sergio. Uh, music boy. Music boy. Serge. And you know what's amazing? Real quick about that is that... It's that some, it was about... Lee, it's okay to be a boy. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was already 
that was his name on Instagram before you met him. So it was yeah. just amazing that Sergio Music He was boy. already Sergio yeah. the Music Boy. He was already Sergio Music Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but you were not Samuel Carwash Car Boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> you were just Samuel, right? Yeah. Right. And I, when I put his number in my phone, because I use him to wash my car now, I, I wanted to make sure I remember who it was. And so I put Samuel Mexican Cowboy Boy. <laughs> and that helped. So I called Siri. I said, Siri, get Samuel on the phone. Calling Samuel Mexican Cowboy Boy. <laughs> Siri loved to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he's a racist. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, yeah. What I was saying about uh, business is that um, people hire um, businesses based on their reputation and ultimately on who the person behind it is, like who's offering the service. Yeah, it's not like you you could you could be a a mean person and do a great job, but people don't want to hire like a mean person. That's they don't want right. to work with a mean person. Nope. So it's just they amazing. love that attitude. They want you to have no matter what happened, you have an amazing attitude about it. Yeah. That's what draw you back. That's what they keep calling you because of your attitude. Yeah, and I, and I'm just I'm blessed because I have a hard, a hard working attitude. Like I I want to work hard. I want to do my best all the time. Yeah, I'm always sharp. Um, I'm on top of everything. So that you're going to like learn a amazing. lot about yourself too. It's going to be amazing. You're going to learn how much you don't know, and yet things are still working. But you have no idea. But we have the Holy Spirit, and he would teach us all things. He would remind us of all things. He would take care of us. That's right. And and I was today while I was getting ready, I was like, man. Um, I was going through a period of, like, two weeks where I was kind of unsure if, like, man, am, am I doing a good job in my business? Like, should I change something? Should I, what, what should I do? But I was listening to the thoughts, and I was yeah. listening to people tell me their opinions when yeah. they're not in my shoes. And I realized all I got to do is just work. Like, just work hard, and that's what comes from that is what, like, will come from it, you know? If I'm putting a good, good job into it. Yeah. Everybody should at least buy some land. And especially right now while the world going crazy. Buy some land. If you don't have a business, that's an investment. So buy a piece of land, really. You can get it, and the interest rate are low. And don't let Satan tell you that you can't. Go and see. You never know what will happen. God will make a way for you. All right? So buy some land. Amazing. That's all. All right. Yes, sir. So I had uh, two things. One was about the being yourself. Um, is that... How, how would you know when you've been returned? Is it like a, do you feel like a kid again? Do you feel like, what is it that it, that it kind of feels like? It's carefree. Mm. And you love what's right. And you're doing right. But you're like free from everything. You don't have those hangups. Okay. You don't think about what someone else think or okay. say. And you don't try to act like someone else. You just be yourself. And, you, and it's almost like a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know how kids run around, they don't care. Right. My friend always says you're kind of like a kid. <laughs> so I'm like, like, a kid. Yeah, like, you're, like you're very free, very just yeah. like carefree. And so. that's what happened. You know, God said we should be like little kids again, right? Mm -hmm. What it is, once you return to him, 
you, you have faith in him, all of your worries are gone. And so you're just living your life knowing that the Father, without even thinking about it, knowing that the Father would take care of you. Right. Yeah, so it is like a kid. Yeah. Okay. I noticed I sing a lot, right? I could really sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed my employees don't sing. They walk around here like they got troubles. <laughs> they do. And I'm just singing. Y'all have troubles, right? <laughs> so what? <laughs> you walk around. You walk around the office rapping. Uh, I I think the reason they don't sing because they they want to impress. They want to act like they got sense, right? Yeah. And so they're not like enjoying. Are you guys enjoying life? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah, actually, this week I because you told me to last week, so this week I was doing it day and night. I made sure I did it. And it nice. I actually feel the difference. It's kind of yeah. crazy. Stay yeah. with it, no matter what, and things will get better. Right. But stay with the prayer so you can stay present with God. Right. Otherwise, Satan will draw you out of His presence and He'll deceive you. Yeah, I can, I can definitely feel the going back and forth, like into my thoughts. And yeah, coming out. Relax. Yeah. And just relax. It's changing. Okay. It'll be fine. And then um, another thing was. So you, can you guys hear him? Oh, Barely? okay. My fault. Yeah. I'll, I'll speak up. So another thing is that um, growing up, I was with my mother, but I also had my father in my life. So he was there to kind of make me let me know that my mother was crazy. So I always kind of took his side. Right. And growing up, I was he was just like my idol. I you know I looked at him as like everything. Nice. So then, but once I got older and I actually moved in with him. It wasn't like my mother turning me against him, but it was kind of like, I want to call it society, turning me against him. And I kind of thought like, oh, look at all the things he didn't do for me when I was younger. Yeah. And all, Even though at the time when I was younger, I was like, I, I felt safe because I felt like he would never let anything happen. But as I got older, looking back, I kind of felt like, well, then he could have done this. He could have done this. So is that something I also need to apologize for? I mean, do you resent him for that now? Now, no, but I, there was a point I did, so should I apologize for that point of time? Because there was a period of time we've No, kinda... and you've already, you know, forgiven him. You don't need to keep going back. Okay, but yeah. if I didn't tell him, that's still okay? Yeah, that's still, as long as you don't resent him. Okay. You don't okay. have to keep going back. Oh, remember last week? <laughs> remember 1980? <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> and then a month go by. Yeah. Oh, remember... 2,000 but, years but, ago. But I never went to him at all. You never have a conversation with him? I, I mean, I've, I've sent him a text, but I never, like, faced him and went to him. And why and not? Because I didn't, I didn't know about that until... You should definitely have a conversation. Do it at least one time. Yeah. Bro. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it wasn't like... It's not like I did it and then now I'm like, oh, oh I, I forgot you, about this. going back. No, oh, no, 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 no. I just never did it that initial time. Oh, yeah. Do it. So do it one time. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Have a conversation with him. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Make sure you do it. My father, uh, my dad, he never did change, I don't think. And I remember that whenever I would go home for the, to visit him with him, he would always have a meeting with me and my brothers and sisters because he wanted me to help them, right? And then I remember once, uh, you know how it's hard for women to forgive you, especially if they think you want it. And so he said to my sister, we had this meeting, he said to one of my sisters, I have uh, six sisters left, even though one died. Remember one died the other week? 
So I got, that's, that's the nice thing about having a whole bunch of them. You don't really feel like you lost one. <laughs> so y'all need to make a lot of babies so when they start dying out, you have a lot left. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I had, it was five, five boys with me. Was it five boys? Let me see. It was so many. Let me see. Uh, Baber, Junior, uh, Clay, Willie, and Cullen Junior, and me. Oh, six boys and seven girls. So I, I got enough company as in doubt. But I, I was, uh, I was saying to her, one of them, you need to forgive, give our father. He's sorry for what he's done to you. He wasn't there. And the more he say, forgive me, I'm sorry, she's like, no, I don't forgive you. And then he's like, well, I'm sorry for what I've done. No. <laughs> you left. And then my father started crying because she would not forgive him. And I said, Dad, shut up. <laughs> this ain't going to work. She, that's what she wants you to do. She wants you to cry because she has control over you. So, and I say all that to say, when you go and apologize for resenting, you be done with it because the person that you're forgiving may try to control you. They see it as a weakness. All right? So don't fall for it. Just say, hey, okay, fine. Suffer and die. Don't let them pull you back into that because they definitely see it as a weakness. Don't fall for it. All right? Okay. Um, yes, sir. And then I want to get to the biblical, biblical question. So you said your dad asked for forgiveness? My dad apologized to her. For, he apologized? Yeah, for not being there. So do the parents apologize to the kids, or the kids should apologize to the parents? The, the kids should apologize for resenting the parents. I'm sorry for hating you. But if the parents say, yeah, I'm sorry, I was wrong, that's nice, too. But don't let your uh, going there to repent be based on anything from them. Because it's just that my father was trying to do it right. Yeah, because I have I have my my I have three kids. They don't even talk to me. But but I, you know I already apologized to them for things yeah. that had happened. And, but they see me as more like um, we'll call you. You know, we'll, we'll call you and hang out with you. Yeah, don't call us. We'll call you. Oh, that's really, well, that's I, fine. Be glad and so, go live your life. Okay, but yeah, but I don't need a. Make, I'm done yeah. apologizing. Yeah, don't apologize anymore. Just live your life. All right. Okay. Anybody else? All right. The biblical question last week was. Uh, <laughs> it's hard on the black man <laughs> in America. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, Creole TJ gave a super chat. We got a lot of super chats, but I got one question. Creole TJ asks, he says, Jesse, I'm getting to know myself. Now, how do I forgive my mom if she has expired? Oh, that's a good, by real, when you get to know yourself, you're going to see what's driving you. And that will cause you to know what's driving her, what's, what's driving her. And you wouldn't want your kids to hate you. And, and so, in knowing that you're wrong for hating, 
it will cause you to forgive. God will cause that to happen. That's why it's good to, if you can, to go and forgive your parents while they're living because Satan will play on your mind and say, oh, it's not working. They're dead now. But it is working. God knows your heart. And once you see that you're wrong, he will change your heart but also cause you to forgive. Everything is from him. All right? Yes. Um, that's an interesting question because my mom died too and I didn't forgive her before she died. Right. But I think when I'm, what I'm seeing, or I, I think I had a realization that, you know, sometimes, um, like I'll have res- like little resentments or the devil's talking to me like, ah, you know, like I don't like her, I don't like him. And I can't, and it's hard for me to speak up. And I thought, you know, if you would have forgave, if you would have known to forgive your mom, if you know my mom, I think that once you do that, the speaking up is a lot easier yeah, with other is. people. And I and I realize that that may be why I, I have that problem. But if you believe in thoughts about it, it's not true. Because okay. if she's dead, you can't go to her and forgive her. Yeah, but I was just, it just kind of came to me that, oh, that's why you might be having problems for, for not forgiving, but for speaking up, not being able to you speak up. You still can't speak up? I can, but it, I, it's like a little uh, cabal of evil right here in me. You know, like, I don't want to be that way, but I, I notice sometimes, like, the way I used to be comes up sometimes. And I, I know I just need to look at it. Yeah, Because that's it's all. not real. I just need to look at Watch it. Watch it, because it's God who allowing you to realize it's coming up, right? Right. And he would take care of it. Okay. Just be aware of it, but don't hate it. Okay. All right? Okay, thanks. I used to be afraid to speak up, too. I used to be a bird. And, and, and I would say, next time, I'm going to speak up. <laughs> I couldn't wait until they said, I'm going to speak up. And so when the incident happened again, the voice would come all the way up and it'd get locked in my throat. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> But that's the last issue I have today. Speaking up, I never think of not speaking up out of fear because God would take fear away from you. There was a homeless person who made a, a little place right in front of the office the other day. And uh, Joel and Nick, I think, James, went out there to tell her she had to go. And she was right in front of the building right there. And when they went out there to tell her she had to go, I didn't see them do it, but I imagine. (laughs) (laughs) After I dealt with it, I imagine what it must have been, right? And so uh, they went out there. She had her cell phone. And they said, Miss, Miss, you got to go. and she was like, make me. And then like, she was like, call the cops. She was telling them to call the cops. That's how bold she was with it, right? They're like, call the cops. And then you ran, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know that she did not leave because uh, Christina uh, came up to my office and said, oh, I got to call the cops. I'm like, Why? She said, because a homeless person out there, and she won't move. And she was, like, trying to film you. Did she try to film you guys? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was like, you threatened me or something like that, right? And she had her arm changed to the, the, the pole out there. She was locked to the thing. 
And so I said, no, Christine, don't worry. I'll go down there. She's going to move. And so I went down. I thought, finished what I was doing. And I went out there. And, and she's, I said, miss, you got to go. <laughs> she's like, I'm not going anywhere. And she started cursing. And she's like, call the cop. I said, I'm not calling the cop. And you're going to leave. And then she said, I'm not going anywhere. You threatened me. I said, no, I'm not threatening you. I'm just telling you, you're going to leave. If you don't leave, I'm going black life mad on you. <laughs> that lady got up and left. <laughs> and she said, this ain't no church. This is supposed to be a church. This is not a church. But I told you, you're going to leave. I'm going black life mad on you. And, and then she said that I'm changed to the fence. I said, that's coming off. I can take that off. And I was going to say to her, I'm going to cut your arm off and throw you in the street. But you're going to leave. But I didn't have to say that when I told her I was going black light mad on her. She got up and just left. But when James, did y'all go out there together? Don't say you went at the same time. We, we ran. We ran, like you said. We're we going to go with your story because it sounds better. <laughs> Did y'all go together? Or, uh, I didn't know James went. I didn't even know. Yeah, James yeah. told me he went. I can see James out there now. <laughs> Miss, you got to move. This is a business. So what happened when you went? Well, I didn't run. <laughs> you did? No, I didn't run. I oh. just told her. I don't remember what I said. I said, you can't stay here. And then she's like, uh, F you. I know she's she like, cursing. I, I, when did homeless people curse you out in front of your own business? They're so bold now. Oh, no. She said, you can't F and talk to me like that. And I said, why not? And all hell broke loose. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't run. I walked. <laughs> and, he walked back into the office, Christina, I can't make a move. <laughs> but I said, you got to move. I'm going black life mad on you. And she looked and she was gone. Don't be afraid. Just don't hate. That's the whole point. Don't hate. Speak up, but don't hate. It's not personal. All right. So the biblical question this week was, why do, when and why did men start moving into women's, women's place? There are a lot of men moving into women's homes, their apartments. They're moving in with the woman. And to me, I don't know how you make yourself do that. You know, like, even in my beta days, I would never move into a woman's place. Even when I wanted to be with a woman and she had her own place, I wouldn't even go there for that reason. I would bring it to my, you know, my place or whatever, right? But men go to the women's place. When and why did that happen? And that's what you want to refer to, right? Okay. How many guys moved into a woman's place before? I knew you had. <laughs> and who, you moved into the woman's place? Samuel and Carwin? What? What the? Yes, sir. When and why did that happen? It started at the beginning with Adam and Eve. With what? With Adam and Eve. He moved... He, Adam moved into Eve's house? Well, I think it was Wonder. because Eve invited Adam to into her world, right? Have the fruit. And then God kicked them both out into a, into a new world, right? Which was the fallen state. 
And so there's like a trauma that gets repeated there, right, until people come out of it. Because I was thinking, well, when did that actually historically start? And I figured, well, it probably started at the beginning, but then over time people figured it out, right? Uh, that doesn't work when the men move in with the women. So we built our societies and our cultures to prevent people from doing that. But, you know, over time then the society, the culture degrades, people that the memory isn't there, and people think, oh, why don't we do that? That's ah, inequality. We need to move in with the women. I don't think that's when it happened, though. I mean, I know that men became subject to women at that time because when I was growing up, that was unheard of. Really, there's no way you would live on the street before you move into into a woman's place. You wouldn't even follow a woman downtown. You know, you just, it just was, in all our weakness, we never would have done that. And, uh, but I noticed that the men are not embarrassed by that either. It's like, and oh, and the men are catching hell. When they move into the woman's place, she wears them down. They become boy very fast. Because she will not let you forget, this is my place. Those shoes you have on, I bought them. That food you're eating, I bought it. Especially if you try to go against what she doesn't want you to go against. But men, don't, don't do it, guys. Move out. Don't, some things, even if you're on pot, look like you already know. <laughs> don't y'all have like a man, a man bell that goes off? I mean, doesn't it feel weird when you're doing some things wrong? No? <laughs> I guess not. I, I, I think I know what happened, too. But let me tell you, Samuel, first. You said you move into you moved into a woman place. Yeah. <laughs> He's all proud of it. Yes. Why? Um, twice actually. Both of my right, ex girlfriends. Yeah. And what made you do it? Man, I didn't know any better. Like, uh, it didn't feel well, funny. I didn't know any better, but the reason why is because I was having sex, so it was like I was hot, like. Yeah, I want to. I want to be with you all the time. Like, oh, for that. Yeah, for that. Um, a man will follow a woman to hell for that. Yeah, and uh, I caught hell both times. <laughs> yeah. Like, why'd you do it the second time when the first time did not work? Cause, cause the sex was like even better. No. <laughs> 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 And uh, I remember one time. <laughs> this is why you have to wait. You should wait until you get married, because women are sex dealers and men are sex addicts, and they'll control you with that. Oh yeah, I caught hell like naughty going north. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It was. A, I knew something was wrong. Like the first time, it ended bad, and. I knew it was wrong because I I was in so much pain. Yeah. But I did it again because I didn't know any better. Like I didn't, I just didn't see what the what the real problem was. Yeah. So I did it again. Amazing, um, man. And then the second time, um, it was a uh, this one time, like I was living with her and I wasn't working, beta, and I was <laughs> at her place, right? And I got home. Well, she got home from work and I was at her place and I was like. What the? I felt like I felt like weak. I was like, man, this isn't it. Yeah. And then I started. It, it was a long, painful.
painful road to like really see that I was wrong, but it, I, I started to see like, man, it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. And until I saw it ain't gonna work, guys. You can't do wrong and expect it to turn out right. No matter what, it's not going to work. And one of the reasons the guys are doing it because the guys have been so demoralized. They, they believed into so many lies that men and women are equal and a woman is as tough as the guy and there's nothing wrong with it and feel your emotions and all that stuff. That doesn't work, guys. They're doing that to control you. You got to come back to morality. You really do, and you can. Don't ever move into her place. And if you want to move to Florida, let her go. Don't move to Florida. I've heard horror stories, said counselor, with men who moved into women places. Or they left their, their job, their city, and moved with her so she could have a career. It ain't going to work. God doesn't have it set up that way. It's never going to work. All right? Yes, ma'am. That's something else, Samuel. No, what are you... Mexican cowboy boy. <laughs> it fits now. No. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I, I'm probably going to reveal a little too much about myself, but at age 14, I was already living with a, a man in my house, with my mom. So at age 14. What? Yeah. And, and after so that... So the guy moved in with you and your mother? in with my... Yes, with me and, and my mom's house. And then... Um, and that was your boyfriend? My boyfriend. And then the, boy, and the boyfriend after that also. And then uh, also... What do you um, mean the boyfriend after that also? My, my, what? Because I... You I, had more than one boyfriend living with you at 14? Well, no. At 14, you know, you date a year. I was with him for a year, a year and a half, and then broke up. And then met another guy and was with him for three years. And he lived with me also, so... With you and your mother? Yes. At 14? At 14 is when it started, when I started dating and, um, and, and having guys like, live with me in my mom's house. Was there anything that seemed like, well, this is, we should not be, this is not right? That's, no. And the weird part is in my mind, in that age, it, I didn't see anything wrong with it. If anything, I thought, you know, it was the right thing. Like, you know, in my mind, it was just, it, was, it didn't make sense. It, Were your mother, where was your daddy? My father lived in the United States. I was living in Costa Rica. Oh, I see. So I grew up, like, I moved, my mom took me to Costa Rica because I didn't. So what was it about uh, your mother that would let a man come live, your boyfriend move in at 14 with you? That Did is you a great question. Did you guys together that? <laughs> That's a great question. Of, yeah. Well, well, it's because my mother, I don't know. I don't really know. All I know is that my mother divorced my father and, um, she had a very in, independent type of, you know, free liberation women type of mentality. I don't know what you call it, but like feminist m- mentality. And um, uh, as a result, you know, she felt like she could do it all herself. And then she decided to move to Costa Rica um, and she took me with her. And when she lived in Costa Rica, she opened up her own business. And because she was so busy and consumed with her own business, she would come to the United States and like stay for like a month or so to buy merchandise and then come back to Costa Rica. And during those periods, I was by myself and I didn't want to be by myself in a house um, at 14. I, we, I lived in a very rural part and at, it was like a big piece of land and I didn't want to be by myself. And so I asked so her, can mother, I have a great idea. Why don't I, you I did. I said, I have a great idea. Mom, I'll solve the, everybody's problem. Look at you, problem. a babysitter. And, she, and I got a boyfriend <laughs> and he moved in. And, and, um, and then when he left and we broke up, 
my next boyfriend also moved in too. So it was just wow. like, and then, and now I'm seeing like, as a result, you know, when I met my, my son's father, like we, I moved into his place. So that was a good thing. But then three years into the relationship, after I got pregnant a year and a half later, my mom offered uh, one of her houses that she has that was open for rent. She's like, why don't you guys come and uh, occupy the house? And we did, and we, we moved into my mother's house. <laughs> so she wasn't in the house, but we moved into my mother's house. Well, it would have made a difference. And, 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 I, and I could see that, like, the hell that I've been in all those years. Yeah. Not only me, but what yeah. I've done to the other person. Just the whole thing. It's yeah. just a mess. But it explains a lot. You have to know your parents are crazy when they let your boyfriend or your girlfriend move in. Just know my parent is crazy. I'll move it out. Yeah. I got a crazy parent. That is insane. And I also wanted to say about the um, women's forum, because I was at the women's forum this Thursday, and it's interesting because before, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes you might have like a pimple growing, but you can't see it. But if you touch your face, you can feel it. Like it feels, but you don't see it. But like after the women's forum this week, I felt like, the pimple revealed itself and it popped because it really got clear. No. <laughs> I mean, and I really, you know, talking with That's you, Jesse, like, it does do that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so. I'm glad that pimple popped. Yeah, yeah. Because I was walking around, like, not understanding, like, what is this pain? What am I feeling? What is it? And it was really helpful at the Women's Forum you know, yeah, we had amazing meetings. Yeah, you, were, so you kept saying, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. It's, and then finally it got clear what it was. But I don't know why I can't quite do that on my own. Like, I don't we know. We were talking about that before you came. We didn't say your name yeah, yeah. or your business. Yes, that's but, no, I heard. I was listening. That's uh, why I brought it up. What is it? Because you, you're right. You had a hard time really yeah. honing in on it, being honest about it. What was? How, why is it so hard for women to just be honest? I noticed when the ladies call my show. I had to keep pressing them. I'm like, are you doing a silent prayer? Yes. No. Or they'll go, ugh. Yeah, I know they're lying, right? When they answer real fast, they're lying. Or when they go, ugh, I do it sometimes. I'm like, are you doing it every day? Uh, you know they're lying. Well, how about it? Uh, <laughs> so what? Oh. What was it, what is it that it makes it so hard for women to be honest? They'll put you in jail before they tell the truth, before they say, I'm lying. I don't, I don't know what it is because, like, I spent a good week that week just really trying to figure out what's going on with me, and, and I couldn't find what it was. And it wasn't until, like, sitting in a room and being questioned and, you know, see, like, the dialogue that we have, that's what brought it out because... Yeah. I didn't have that dialogue when I was at home. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like, you know, maybe that's, you know, the role of a man is to help it bring is. that out in a woman because... Just, women need you, men. They need you to help them come out of that hell they're in. But if you're in the hell with them, you can't help them. That's why you got to overcome mother, your mama. You must be born again. You must be born again. Yeah. And you're right. Women need that. Yeah. It helped because I couldn't do it on my own. Like, I, I, maybe I could if, but I even thought about it afterwards. I'm like, man, why can't I figure these things out on my, on my own, you know? But, and, and I do silent prayer, and I do, but that's... Every day? Not every day, no. no. I've done the silent prayer. <laughs> so that's why. You got to do this. It's a spiritual thing. You are a spirit. 
living in a body. You're not your body, mm. right? And so this warfare that's happening within you and, and outside of you as well, it's all spiritual. And there is nothing you can do. That's why God said, be still and know me, and he would do the rest for you. you got to do the silent prayer. Really, it's not going to work any other way. You can't. He, when he said, seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and all will be added, that's the truth. But you got to be with him. you got to stay in the present. Come into my present and stay there. But if you're not doing I don't even understand how you think I'm going to help you. I'm telling you what to do. <laughs> what are you thinking? Oh, Jesse will be able to help me anyway. I'm not going to do the prayer. I, no human being can help you. Yeah. My job is to point you back to the source that will help you. But it's spiritual. I can't do anything about it. I'm black and slow, but not that black and slow, right? You got to do the prayer. Only God can help you. It's a spiritual battle. And all you need to do is admit you're playing God. Really admit it. Go and apologize for that. And the rest is easy. Then life will start for you. It'll happen on its own. And it'll be amazing. He will renew your mind. He will clean up all that garbage that you picked up in the fallen state. While you're in that fallen state, having sex out of wedlock, having a... Fear and doubt and worry, insecurity. He will take all that away from you. He'll renew your mind. I'm telling you, and one day you realize, wow, this is amazing. He will do it, but but you gotta do the prayer, folks. Really, it's a spiritual battle. He even said, pray without ceasing. Don't ever stop. So you know it must be serious, right? And what he means is you gotta always be aware, stay in the present and not in your head. I noticed that this morning, too, and, like, well, I'm noticing that more how I'm not aware. Like, I think I'm aware. I think I'm being aware, but I'm really not. And, like, the littlest things, like, even putting butter on my bread, you know, I grab the bread, and I'm not aware that I'm actually grabbing the bread. Yeah. Little things like that. I'm realizing how not, how not present. I'm very present to how not present I am. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? Do but. this silent prayer. You've got to stay with it. Mm-hmm. All right, every morning, every night, and during the day, be aware. Mm-hmm. You, you notice you in your head, just come out of it. Yeah. Oh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about the business thing, uh, Samuel told me the other day that he had got some advice from somebody that told him something about his business, and he thought it was the right way to go. I remember him telling me that, too, and when he told me, he was so convinced that it was the right thing. I just said, oh, I'm so I just let him suffer. I didn't even correct him. But then he started examining it himself. He started questioning it, and he realized that guy gave me the wrong advice. And so now he's getting on course. So that's what made me know once you have your own business, no matter what you're doing, you're going to learn so much about yourself, and you will become yourself. In all things, if you stay present, you will become yourself. All right? He got you. He will renew your mind, and you will forget that you used to live in your thoughts. But you got to keep your eyes on yourself. And if someone tells you something, let it go in one ear and out the other one. And if it's meant for you to have it, it'll stay. The Holy Spirit will remind you. All right? That makes sense? Just relax and become a living being. You are a living being created in the image of God. All right? And and so you're at war within yourself and and, uh, inside other people. It's a spiritual war. All right? Okay, so do the silent prayer. You've been coming here long enough, and you rap. Don't you rap? <laughs> Y'all heard of rap music, right? 
Oh, are you a rapper or a singer? Uh, I, I'm neither. I don't rap or sing. I mean, I like to sing. Oh, that's not you we play on the radio? Well, it's the song. Yeah, I, I, I wrote a song. <laughs> <laughs> that's not you we play on the radio? Yeah, but I don't think it's rap. I don't know if it's rap. Oh, rapping. it may not be rap. It may yeah. be singing. But it could be like a combination of, I don't know what it is. But, but I, but, I do like to sing. Yeah, but do, do the silent prayer. You yes. know to do it, so do it. And I, I, you don't let Satan talk you out of it. Yeah, I the silent prayer, I go to it and I do it. It's just the days that I don't do it. You, I don't know why those days happen. Cause like, Satan tell you you don't have time. Yeah, yeah, that's because oh, I I know like to it. do it every morning and every night. I've been doing it thirty years nonstop. No matter how tired I am, uh, Thursday night we hurry up and rush the women out mm. so I can get home, and they still stood around and talk. I'm like, y'all gotta go. <laughs> So I can get home and do my silent prayer, relax, and go to bed, right? you got to seek first the kingdom of God. That means more to me than anything else on earth or anyone else because he's going to take care of you. He loves you. He loves you more than what words can express. He doesn't want you suffering. He doesn't want you to have fear. He sent Christ so you wouldn't have that. He doesn't want you to worry about death or anything. He just wants you to live. That's why once you overcome your mother, you start living. All right? I got to... Rush. Did you have your hand? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I got a rush because we ran out of time and I wanted to get to something. In reference to the biblical question, it seems that men are being demoralized and have been demoralized for a long time. Um, They are being. That's how they control you. So Yes. And so that women can be elevated to the state of gods so that the people that are in control of the world can manipulate the men by dangling the carrot of, of sex in front of yeah. men so that they can control the men. And yeah. I ju- it seems like more and more that's, uh, that's coming to light. And uh, it's, it's rough because I found myself in that position for years and years. You moved in with a woman? No, no, but I did subject myself to, you know, yeah. her in all sorts of ways and so uh, and and also made women my god and felt subju- just felt terrible when yeah. I didn't have a, a sexual partner as a woman in life Man, and, um, you didn't have your drug dealer yeah your yeah. sex dealer yeah, yeah. so but, I'm I'm getting better slowly right on man yeah. I uh right here I used to be that way too I remember one and I said this I used to date this girl and Prior to dating me, she would date basketball players and things like the Lakers and all that job. And she was so fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> we, it it means you, you're all right. And she was so pretty. And she was so fine. <laughs> and I was so weak. Beta, 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 right? I used to I work at the hospital at the time. And I used to intentionally invite her to come up to have lunch. And when she come, I made sure I walked on every floor in the hospital <laughs> so that the guys could see me with her mm-hmm. or see her with me. And when she leave, the guy would be like, oh, man, she's so fine. She's so fine. But it was all ego because she was my, women were my God. So I know how you feel, man. And it's weird. That will change. When you forgive your mother, God would take her identity away from you, and women would no longer be your God. It's so weird. And now you're not afraid of them. You're not, you are, 
yourself with them. You love them with proper love. And that's what the ladies need. They need a father's love. And that's why, ladies, you got to return to God because you're looking for a father's love. But some of these guys don't know that, and they just end up having sex with you. They don't love you. They don't care about how smart you are, how many degrees you have, your intellect. They don't care less about your intellect. So you need to seek the father so that you can return to the father, and he will add a husband unto you. All right? Don't do it. Real fast. Right here, right here, right there. Okay. Yeah, so just a comment about that. One time I was uh, dating. so fine. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> she wanted to marry me, and she was a preacher's daughter. Mm. But a slut. <laughs> Some of the, the most sluts out there are preacher's daughters. I'm like, what the? I thought she was all holy. Huh? Right. I should have known that she was dating the Lakers, huh? <laughs> but she was so fine, I didn't care. Yes. Yeah, so um, I was dating this girl and for a couple months, and she was like, oh, uh, yeah, like, let's move in. And I told her, no, like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And, um, and it was funny because she was getting all mad. She was like, what? Do you know how much it is to, like, get a refrigerator? And, like, uh, she, was, she was going out for, like, literally an hour, right? For, like, literally an hour, she was trying to tell me, like, no, it's going to be expensive if you, like, try to get a place on your own. Like, a refrigerator so much. <laughs> but, but, in the end, but in the end, um, in the end, I wound up uh, dumping her. But, but it wasn't, it was, it was really because I was manipulated by my mom. Because she got out the Bible. She was pretending to be all holy. Like, and she'd see me leave and she'd, you know, whip out the Bible and start reading Ooh, for me. My mom, it. my mom. And so, so after... After that happened, she goes, oh, like, I knew you'd do the right thing. And then, but after that, I'd never seen her, like, yeah. you know, pull out the Bible again after that. Or, like, you know, put on all the holy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. I've heard some horror stories from the Christians. It's amazing. All in the name of Jesus. Men and women, Christians, they're some of the worst. Yes, ma'am. The world need men, really. They need you. And God made it possible by sending his son so that you could be a guy, you could be the light of the world and bring the women out of the hell that they're in. And when you do get married, protect your children from her. Stand between your kids and the mother and they'll be fine. You start a new generation and in 50 years, your wife will get better and then you'll die. But at least everybody's fine. <laughs> you die with a smile. Yes, ma'am. You were saying that parents are crazy by allowing um, their children to like bring in their boyfriends or girlfriends, right? Yeah, that's it's insane. Any parent that will allow their son or daughter to bring the woman, the man or the woman in the home and live there like that, or even for a night, is an evil, uh, evil father or mother. Is it the same thing? Like, okay, you did say by by allowing your kids to have sex. Yeah. Like, so it's the same they, type of craziness. If they're going to do it, you shouldn't even know about it. Right. Nobody want to hear that as a parent. Right. Can you imagine your daughter coming home? Oh, daddy, last night I had a hoot over there. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it in the car. <laughs> Don't nobody want to hear that. How do you want to hear that? You don't even want to hear that from your adult children. You know, mm. you definitely don't want to hear it about you. Your young children. What's wrong with the parents? So it's evil. It's evil then. It's evil. What? It's evil. You're saying. Yeah. Okay. It's pure evil. Okay. 
because you're supposed to protect them from that and, and show them how to wait until marriage so God will be with them and they're protected from, you know, in the right way. Did you do that or something? No, um, I oh, had a... Like you did. No, my, my, my ex, be he, he no. would tell me stories that um, his parents would allow him to bring um, girls over because I, I was very <clears throat> hesitant to meet his parents um, um, because I took those things very seriously. And I don't know, I, he would tell me these stories that he would bring girls over to the house and the mom and the parents were okay with it and I just thought that was kind of weird. It is weird. Yeah. Parents don't love their children when right. they it. I don't care what. And I had, you have no love. We're supposed to protect our children so when they go out into the world common sense is with them and they're protected from the world. I remember I criticized um, I was criticizing his parents. I was telling him, I'm like, I don't think your parents did right by doing that and he he would not take that. He said, how dare I criticize his and parents. And then you dropped him? No, I did not. Burn him. Yeah. No, don't do that, ladies. And men, don't do it. It's, it's never going to work. That's why you got to come back to your natural self. Uh, right here. And then I got to, I want to tell you about the uh, last week question as well. Yeah. Yes, just to the whole thing about men moving in the woman's house and stuff. Isn't it also guilt, I think? Like, in my mind, I feel like it's also besides being demoralized. What's guilt? Like, they are moving into, they're putting women on the pedestal and all these things. Because I feel like society, because I feel like society has been, like, guilting them that they've been treating them like crap or stuff like that. And well, society has demoralized them and convinced them that having sex out of wedlock is fine, living together without marriage is fine, whatever you want to do is fine, instead of being ashamed about those things. They have taken evil and made it seem good, and they're doing that to control you. They'll make you vote for them now that they've got you high or immoral. They can make you believe anything, and they yeah. can control you. That's why they've done it. Yeah, but also, don't you think it's just a little bit of guilt? Because I feel of, like of guilt. What? Because I feel like um, before, you know how they came along with these racism things? Like there's some people that were like racist because of colors or stuff. There were like some people, not all of them. And then they put them as kind of like all of them are racist, but it's not like that. It was like that before. Like all of them, there were some husbands treating, like shitting on their wives when the wives were like in the house, you know, before, like way before, like when the wives were really humble, like really like submitting, you know, the, 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 the men were cheating on the wives and stuff like that. And maybe that, it was like the men were like destroying the family. The real reason for it is that they have not been born again yet. Yeah, but the do you think it's also guilt? Children, well, it's because of uh, being in a fallen state. Yeah. And so are you saying that they're moving in because they're already guilty? They feel guilty? Well, I feel like the, all of it together, like praising the woman, help the, saying all women. It's because the woman is her God. Yeah. I was looking at uh, some show the other day, and I love black people. <laughs> I love black folks. Uh, I'm about to say this, but I love black people. Okay. The white man just told me. Uh, the black woman today, she really believes that she's a queen. They are on such high horses. It's amazing to see that. They ain't going to never get a husband. It's annoying. It's crazy. Y'all ain't that wonderful. 
But the men are so weak, and they are really just pumped up the woman and make her feel like she's just everything. But those women are not happy like that. I don't care how much they are on TV or running for office or how wonderful you tell them that they are. Inwardly, they are unhappy. The black men got to wake up. You got to wake up and bring your woman back to reality because things are going to only get worse if the men don't change because these women are crazy. They're like evil. evil. But I love black people. Why are the black people looking at me? <laughs> I love all people. So listen, I got to do this. We're totally over. We have a brand new. Here's what you got to do. Keep your eyes on yourself. Do the silent prayer. Stay with it. No matter what happens, stay with the silent prayer so you can stay in the present. And speak up, but don't hate. And you'll see when to speak up and when not to. But when you let those moments pass, don't hate yourself for it. It'll come back around. You can't even move forward until you overcome that. But speak up and don't hate. And life will just happen. Really, it will happen. Go and forgive your, your parents, especially the mother. All right? And do not, do not let your mama move in because she will find a reason to move in. You could live in West Hell. And, and, and she, beforehand, she was, oh, I don't like West Hell. I would never move to West Hell. And so, and then you're like, oh, that's good. I'm glad to know that. <laughs> and then you decide, you know what, Mom? I'm moving to West Hell. And all of a sudden, she want to go to West Hell now. She want that control over you. She'll destroy your marriage. She'll destroy your life. She'll destroy your kids. Don't do it, folks. All right? Just don't do it. My new biblical question is, and so God did come to divide. Mothers from daughters, daughters from mothers, sons from fathers, fathers from... That's why when you wake up, you notice you don't get along with your family members anymore. You can't identify. That's what it's all about because good and evil doesn't go together. It will not work. And just because they're the blood family, that doesn't mean that they're your real family. Your spiritual families who have been truly born again, not the Bible thumpers, but the ones who have been truly born again, is your real family. That family will be with you until death do you part. All right? But my new biblical question is, what is it, Nick? <laughs> Nick is an anchor baby. Um, uh, who is a... Uh... Who is the Christian's worst enemy? Oh, yeah. Who is the Christian's number one enemy? The Christians have a number one enemy. Who is that? Who said that? Who is it, Ethelbar? I don't know. <laughs> I got to think about it. Are you a Christian in the white shirt? Okay. Let's ask the Christian. <laughs> Who is the Christian number one enemy? The Jews. <laughs> Somebody else said that. I thought they were joking. <laughs> You've been hanging out with James, huh? <laughs> I asked James who was the number one enemy of the Christian. He said the Jews. I'm like, are you playing? He never didn't change it. But the Christians, the Christians and the Jews love one another. Go to Israel, you'll see. They love one another. Uh, Levi, who is the Christian's number one enemy? 
themselves. Okay. Let me ask you, Helene. Who? How old are you? Ten. Ten. What's your name? Dakota. Dakota. Nice name. Are you a Christian? Uh, not really. Oh, good. <laughs> Who is the Christian's number one enemy? Um, Satan. Interesting. Nice. You love your father? What? You love your father? Kind of. <laughs> I understand. Why don't you love him all the way? Um, because sometimes he's annoying. <laughs> and do you tell him stop being annoying? Yes. Oh, good. So listen, the key to happiness is never be angry. Don't let anyone get you angry, all right? That's a little hard. Oh, you already have anger? A little bit. Yeah, I understand. Well, forgive your father for his weakness and your mother for her weakness. Forgive them. They can't help it. Because if you stay angry, you're going to grow up and become just like them. Well, it's not really my anger is with my parents. It's with my sister. Oh, you're angry at your sister? Yeah. Well, don't be angry at her either. She can't help it. You speak up, but don't be mad. I, I forgive her, but she did pour glitter into my reptile's cage. Um, That's enough to hate. <laughs> <laughs> but you speak up about it, but don't be mad about it. Don't let it be that important. Because that's how people control you. If they can make you angry or they can make you feel good, they control you. Okay. Will you try it? Let me know. Sure. Yeah. Don't let anything be so important that it makes you feel good or bad. Okay. All right. I'm glad you came today. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So that's the new biblical question. Who is the Christian's number one enemy? All right. I am so out of time. I got to end it. Otherwise, they won't let me live it down. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to do the silent prayer. Stay with the prayer. Speak up. Go and forgive so that God can draw you into the kingdom. Do the silent prayer. Don't take anything personally. It's not a big deal, all right? And we have counseling. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven by Skype or phone, or you can make an appointment to come in. Um, and don't worry. Just return to the Father. Seek first the kingdom of God and the right way, and all will be added. All right? It will be amazing. So thank you. Thank you for your support as well, your donations. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, share, ring the bell, and also podcast, I think. Right? Podcast? Yeah. Okay. And thank you for everything, folks. We're going to read your Super Chats and D-Lives on the show tomorrow, all right? Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. (laughs) 